crowd is wild. Morning, how's everybody? All right, so you heard about what the staff's dealing with. So y'all got the C team this morning. I got the call yesterday like, hey, nobody can go tomorrow morning. So we need you to get up here. So we're going to talk for a little bit this morning, just as we celebrate together Christmas and the new year and what's coming in 2020. So I promise Chris Gaither that it'll be short wherever you are. But we're just going to run through things, talk about the next series, what we're excited about God doing in the church, and then pray for Blake and Kenny, obviously, and then just celebrate and worship a little more as we go out of here. Sound good? All right, let's pray as we get started. God, thank you so much for your love, for what we just sang about. Thank you for the, the, the blessings and everything that you provided us in the past year and for the year that is to come. So as we dive in for a couple minutes into your word and in, into what you have for us, we just pray that you would lead and guide us, challenge and change us, Lord. Even though we're sitting here eating breakfast, we came to meet with you this morning. So just be here among us and let us hear from you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay, so we're going to talk this morning just a little bit about the series that's coming for the next couple weeks here at CCC. It's called Dwell. And I'm really excited about it because basically what we're going to talk about is what it means to dwell with Jesus as our tabernacle, which is a word we see in scripture a lot, as we're moving with him into 2020. So I want to put up a couple scriptures. We, well, we don't have any slides this morning, but I want to go through a couple of scriptures that sort of talk about this concept of dwelling, okay? The first is Psalms 15, 1 through 5. These are the words of David. He says, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? So again, that concept of sanctuary or tabernacle in the Old Testament is where God was dwelling. It's where you would go to meet with him. It was the holy place. Who may enter into your presence on the holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts, those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends... Everybody hear that? That's not ambiguous, is it? Now, the, again, this is in the time of David. This is in the Old Testament. So believe it or not, gossiping and speaking evil of people was going on back then too, right? But if we're dwelling with him, then we run away from that kind of behavior. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. I love that one. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. So that's, that was David's concept in the Psalms of what it meant to dwell with Jesus. It would reflect itself in behavior like that. Well, let's bring it forward a little bit. So what we're going to talk about in this series, and it's just going to be a three-week series on the concept of dwelling, and I think it's an interesting one. So we're going to start next week in Exodus 33 and Moses, and how he would set up his tent outside the camp. That's where people would come to meet with God. Now, for those of you who've been at CCC for a while, that concept of outside the camp should sound familiar to you, right? You can nod your head. Hebrews 13, does that ring a bell? Hebrews 13 is one of the foundational scriptures of our church, where Paul wrote, so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. 
For this world is not our permanent home, and we are looking forward to a home yet to come. So in Exodus 33, Moses set up the tent outside the camp, and that's where people would go to meet with God. You can easily connect that to these words in Hebrews of setting up the tent or the camp outside the camp, and that's where we go meet. That's where the people are suffering. So that's always been one of the, the crucial concepts here at CCC is we don't want to just sit in here inside these walls. We want to go outside and meet people where they are, where they're hurting, and help introduce them to Jesus. Then in week two of the series, we're going to get into John 1. John 1, 14 says, So the Word, which is Jesus, became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. That phrase, he made his home among us. That sounds good. I want Jesus to make his home among me. Don't you? I want my home to be with him. It's the same word in the Greek for Moses' tent that he set up outside the camp. So the tent in the Old Testament is where you'd meet with God. Jesus setting up his home with us in John 1 is the same concept. And then moving forward to Revelation is where we're going to get in week 3. Revelation 7, 15 to 17 says, That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in the temple. He who sits on the throne will give them shelter. They will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Again, that concept of he who sits on the throne will give them shelter, it's the same concept, the same Greek word. So Moses built the tent where we would meet with God. Jesus makes his home among us. And then in Revelation, we see that God is going to give us our lasting shelter with him and dry our eyes and heal our hurts and everything else that Revelation promises. So that is the series coming up. I'm excited about it. So what we want to take out of it is, or where we're going with it, is, you know, I, I often quote movies in my sermons. One of my favorite movies is Tommy Boy. So as the great big Tom Callahan said, you're either growing or you're dying. There ain't no third direction. Right? So what we're going to talk about in 2020 is when we dwell with Jesus, He doesn't change, but we're always moving. Okay, so this concept of tabernacle and dwelling with Him, it's a stable concept because He is the tabernacle. Amen? But we're also moving with Him. So as we move with Him into 2020 and beyond, He is the stabilizing tabernacle shelter and we're meeting with Him. So what we've got to resist CCC is almost 10 years old. Can you guys believe that? So in the fall, the church is going to be 10 years old. But the question that we have to be asking is, well, what does God have for us in the next 10 years? We can't rest on the last 10 and saying, well, this is just who we are. We are who we are. That's not how the gospel works. The gospel is a living, ever-changing thing. And Jesus is always challenging and changing us and calling us to more. So the question in the coming years beyond is what is he calling us to? And are we resting in him as our tabernacle as he's moving us forward? So that's what we're going to get into in the next series. You guys might be stuck with me next Sunday too, unless our, our man Blake makes a miraculous recovery. So next week, I or someone's going to be talking with you about Exodus 33 and this concept of Moses building the tent outside the camp. So sound good? You guys ready to start a new year? No. All right.
Well, I want to finish with this. One of my favorite scriptures when it comes to, as we start the new year, you know, everybody gets into resolutions and everything like that. I just want to encourage you from scripture that we serve a God who does big things. Amen? So maybe 2019 was a rough year for you. Maybe it was a great year. Maybe it was somewhere in between. But we serve a God who is our tabernacle, who's calling us to more, and who's moving forward with us. So I want to encourage you with one of my favorite scriptures from the Old Testament that deals with both hard times because we don't live in a perfect world, do we? We live in a flawed world, and we all have problems that we have to deal with. But we serve a God who can do things that are bigger and better than we could possibly imagine. The scripture is Habakkuk 1, 2 through 5. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? Anybody feeling like you're calling for help right now? It's okay. It's okay to call for help. We serve a God who's eager to help us. Violence is everywhere, I cry, but you don't come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. The laws become paralyzed. There's no justice in the courts. The wicked outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. Does that sound like our culture a little bit? I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of getting the pop-ups on my phone about another shooting, right? There's a lot of injustice in the world. It doesn't feel right. Violence, arguing, the wicked outnumber the righteous. Some of that rings true today, doesn't it? But guess what? We serve a God who is faithful in the midst of those struggles and storms. The Lord replied, Look around at the nations. Look and be amazed. For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. That is such a powerful vision to me that I constantly keep trying to come back to. Even when things are rough, no matter what we're going through, we serve a God who is working around us. He's calling us to work with Him. And He has things in the works that even if somebody told us, we wouldn't believe it. Don't you want to be part of that? So let's believe that. Let's pray that. Let's expect it in 2020 and beyond. And let's move with Him as our tabernacle. Amen? All right, that's it. Chase, you want to come on back up? I'm going to pray us. Pray us out of here. You guys keep eating all your processed sugar. I think there's more over here if you want some. All right, let's pray together. God, thank you so much that you're our tabernacle, that you call us to dwell with you. What a privilege that is. Lord, we, we just say now together collectively, we want to dwell with you. We want to know you more in 2020. We want to be with you, to meet with you, to be challenged by you, and to walk forward with you into what you have next for us. We're excited and we pray and hope and believe expectantly that you have plans in the works that if somebody even told us, we wouldn't believe it. Because for those of us who love you and are called according to your purpose, all things work together for good. So we pray, we pray again, God, we pray for Blake and his family and everything that he is battling. We just pray for healing, for wisdom for the doctors, for an amazingly quick, quick recovery in such a way that only you can get the glory for it, God. We pray for Kenny, that you would touch and heal him, just remove this illness that he's battling strengthen him we just thank you for them and for katie and megan and for chase and everybody that serves here they pour themselves out for you and we just pray that you would pour into them 
and show us how we can love and encourage and support them better. So I thank you for every family in this room. I just pray blessings over everyone as we're in this holiday season and as we start the new year. We thank you for Jesus and the gift of him and help us to remember him and to walk forward with him in the coming days, months, and years. And as we step into the next decade and the next few years of what you have for us as a church. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.